Tanya for the 12th of Sivan, but first the story. This is a more involved and longer story, but the general, the shorter version of the story goes like this. The Altrava had a man who he sent around to collect charity on, on behalf of the poor people who the Altrava would collect on behalf of. And one time before this man left, the Altrava gave him instructions to ensure that when, wherever house he went to, he wasn't to go to a house that had a doorway that faced, that faced east. That was the instructions, very strange instructions, but he was a, he was a chassid of the, of the Alter Abba, and so he listened. And he went around collecting. One time he was caught in a snowstorm, and he, he looked for a, a place, he found an inn, and without thinking and, and, and working out where they had a door that faced east, he quickly rushed into the house. The, he stayed in the house and he, and he davened. And when, when he was davening, he suddenly realized that the, the house faced, the, faced east. And so he rushed to the door and the door was locked. And he realized he was trapped inside. It was a bunch of thieves and they, they, all tra- they, 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 they tied him up. They took all his money. They realized he was carrying a tremendous amount of money. And of course, um, thieves, you know, survivors don't, um, Survivors tell the police, but you know, people that don't survive aren't able to tell anyone. And so they had every intention to kill him. And a while later, the father of the family came. And to make a story short, the father of the family felt bad, and he um, he he freed this man in the middle of the night. And he told him, when you go to the Rebbe, he understood that he was a chassid. When you go to your Rebbe, ask your Rebbe to, to to pray for me on my behalf. And he gave him a coin, an extra coin in addition. And the point was, he went back home. And the Altar already knew what happened. The Altar had davened on his behalf. And many years later, this chassid ended up um, seeing. The Altar once pointed out that someone had come. And, and the Altar pointed out this, this thief that had saved his life ended up coming to the, the Altar Rebbe. The Tanya so far is talking about revelation and concealment. Talking about Hashem's energy as it comes into the world to let things be as they are, to be existing, because if not for the Hashem's energy, everything would cease to be, it'd go back to, to absolute nothingness. But at the same time, what we discovered is the example the Atar ever used about the, the sun rays, which are creation, and the sun itself, which is Hashem's energy, then the, the analogy doesn't line up perfectly. And, and so that's, how, that's what we finished off yesterday's Tanya on a cliffhanger that people probably couldn't fall asleep last night, I'm imagining, where... The Alter is saying, wait a second, the, the example doesn't line up perfectly because you look at this world and you don't see godliness flowing out of it. That's the question that we explored yesterday. Now, in order to answer the question, Alter is going to say, let me explain to you how things work. And if you understand how things work, godly energy, and you understand how there's not just the, the name, the four letter name of God that enables everything to be created, to be existing, but there's also a name of God that holds back on God's uh, energy. And of course, it's not that simple. It's a little more nuanced than that. Then you understand how Hashem's energy is able to be inside something, and yet that thing is not revealing godliness. It's written. It says, Hashem, 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 and he uses both names of Hashem, is a, is a sun and the shield of the sun. Now, what's interesting, of course, is that usually people just say, well, that's poetic. You know, he's calling Hashem by both names. But, of course, nothing's poetic when it comes to Torah, or not only poetic. Pirish, Mogain, the shield, who knew Teklashemesh. The sun has the sun, and the sun has a shield. I'm not sure what it is scientifically. I don't even want to guess. But the point is, the sun has 
uh, a shield that protects people from the intensity of the sun. And it protects creatures that will be able to bear the sun's heat, otherwise it will burn to a crisp. It says that when Shiach comes, Hashem is going to take the sun out of the... Uh, they take the, the shield away from the sun, enabling the sun to go at full power. The wicked people are going to be punished, and the righteous people, it's actually going to be healing for them. And, and as we saw in the Pasuk, it, we mentioned not just the sun and the shield, we also mentioned two names of Hashem. Says the Altar Abba, the Pasuk is coming to teach us something interesting. That just as the sun has a shield that protects it, so too Hashem's two names work in a similar fa- fashion. There's Havaya, the four-letter name of Hashem, and there's Elikim, and Elikim protects ha- the creatures, let's call it, from the four-letter name of Hashem, Havaya. The Shem Havaya, Pirush, what is the word Yud, Hey, and then a Vav, and then a Hey mean? Pirush, Shem Ayin it means Hashem is continuously creating the world from something to nothing. This power that we explored over the first, the first two chapters of the Tanya that says Al Trevor, this is this is this the the name of God, Yud Hey and then Avav and Hey. Ah, Yud Hoiva means to create. Havaya. But what is the Yud doing? Says Al Trevor, and it's not in brackets, but it's just like it's, I guess it's a, it's a note that it, that explains what the name is doing. Yud represents the idea that it happens continuously. And Altara brings a pasuk from Eov that proves this. Vahainu, so what does this mean? What does this name, for the name of Hashem mean? So there's creating something from nothing, and then in addition, there's something, this force of Hashem creating has to be something that's continuous, something that's ever... Um, ever flowing if it were to stop for a moment like we explained already unlike uh, a craftsman who makes a vessel it would cease to be so Hashem needs to continue creating not just creating the world once in the six days of creation and then kind of saying okay you're good to go but the world needs to continuously be created every single second now the author is going to explain a little bit more about these two levels but starting off with the first level, the level of chesed, the level of the name of Hashem, which is yud and then avav When we praise Hashem, and now remember, the praises that we use for Hashem, they were created by the Anshe Knesset Gedela, and the Shemun I'm talking about, and these praises are extremely precise. And says al these great sages understood the way Hashem created the world, and when they gave Hashem um, compliments, let's call it, or, or extolling the greatness and the praises of Hashem, it, they, they used this the words with extreme precision. We say Hashem is great and Hashem is mighty, etc. What does what does great mean? He This was the rabbi said, saying Hashem is great, and what does great mean? Great means that Hashem gives kindness. Hashem just without any deservingness. You know, the world could be in a in a state of, of of very much undeservingness, and in spite of that, Hashem will give a flow of energy enabling this world to be created. That energy, that name of Hashem that enables this kindness to come about. Is called great Hagadol. 
and it's called greatness. Why is it called great? Because this is coming from the greatness of Hashem. This this greatness is something which is infinite. It's not able to be limited. And Hashem uses this energy to create the world. So that's today's time. Let's do a quick summary to explain what's going on. We're trying to understand how it's possible for Hashem energy to not be flowing out of the chair when we look at the chair and the table and the chair and the chandelier. How is it possible they don't see God in this from it? In the example we gave, it seems like we, we should be seeing that type of energy. Says Al Rebbe, there's two names of God. And we'll explore a third one even later on in, in the second book of the Tanya. But there's two names of God. One name of God is fl- is giving energy like a sun, giving out, um, you know, um, rays from the sun and the second one is like the shield of the sun that protects the creatures from from that that ray which would be too much for it says the altar the the first the first energy the name of hashem the the four letter name of god that energy is a chesed energy it just gives out and it gives out in an incredible way and it's also what we describe in shimon as being gedullah and as we continue along this discussion we'll explain the second name of god shem elakim and what and Gavura and what that represents and how that works and how they work together to enable this world to be the the world that God desires the successfully um, God infused but hidden world. Thank you so much for joining the Tani Tani Zalunusha Shashanaba Yavchan Mishal and Salaf with Chasar Esh Shashon Nil Kamanil and Fush Nem Ramad Hamashu Bsi and Shabbat 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 um, um, El Karaka Basilis and the Nonsense of Wish Lamer have a wonderful and very successful day. Thanks so much for joining.